Blood and Butterflies Continued Chapter 18 Susie and Tony woke up around 10 a.m. Sunday morning. The night before had been perfect for Susie. She snuggled up against Tony and they made love again. It was noon before they checked out of the hotel. They stopped about half an hour outside of Vegas at Border Town and ate a leisurely lunch. Susie was very happy now. What had started out as a miserable trip was ending just how she had hoped. She knew now that she wanted to move in with Tony. She had come to the conclusion that despite his ups and downs, it would probably work out fine in the long run. She was hoping he would ask her to move in with him. She really did. She wanted him to ask her, but but even if he didn't, she was sure he would agree to it. It was 1.30 when they finally got back on the road for the long drive across the desert. Tony usually left Vegas a lot earlier on Sunday to avoid traffic, but the traffic didn't seem that bad today. He put in some of his favorite tapes and began to sing along with them. In between songs, he would tell Susie stories about the bands. He was basically an encyclopedia of trivia information on all the different bands that he liked to listen to. Susie had never heard most of the music, and she actually she didn't like it that much, but she acted like she did to make him happy. Susie dozed off, and Tony turned the music down. She only slept for about half an hour, and then they stopped to get gas and a few snacks. She decided she would go ahead and ask him about her moving in with him on the final part of the drive back. They were in Barstow, so it would take another approximately two hours to get back to L.A. When they were back on the road, Susie leaned over, turned the music down low, and smiled at Tony. Tony looked at her like she was crazy because he didn't like anyone messing with his music, not when he was driving, but he smiled back anyway. Tony, I need to talk to you now, Susie said. Oh, no, don't tell me you're pregnant, Tony replied laughing, making trying to make a joke. No, of course not. But I want to talk to you about something, Susie replied, feeling a little bit hesitant about bringing up the subject of moving in with him, but still she wanted to bring it up. She was still willing to try because she had made up her mind that he was not that bad and it would be her quickest opportunity to pursue her dream of going to college. Yes, of course, we can talk, sweetie. I was just joking around, you know. Tony replied. He was feeling very good about himself. Things were going well with her, and he liked that. Plus, he had won money in Vegas, and that had not happened in quite a long time. She was good luck for him, he kept thinking to himself. Tony, I am totally in love with you, Susie said. Tony instantly had a big grin on his face. So Susie continued, I don't want to have to wait another week to see you and and, and and we just live so far from each other to go back and forth during the weekends. 
yeah, we do live sort of far from each other, so... So, you are really? You're in love with me now? You were pretty mad at me on Saturday at the pool, Tony replied. I know, I was mad, but I'm not mad now, and, and I really do love you. You are the best thing that has ever happened to me, Susie replied. Tony smiled again, feeling very good about the situation. Well, I'm in love with you also, sweetie, he said. He said it sincerely, but he wasn't really sure, but he said it sincerely. He looked over at her and could see that her skirt had bunched up from sitting so long. He could almost see her panties. He reached over and started to rub her thigh. He wanted to stop the car and make love to her again. He didn't want her to talk anymore. He just wanted to go down on him while he was driving the car. Oh, that would be exciting, he thought to himself. The car swerved because he was distracted, but he quickly brought it back under control. He wanted to pull her towards him, but he remembered the incident they had on the patio and he decided against it. I don't think I can wait another week to make love with you. That is for sure, he said. Susie knew he was horny, and maybe too horny, maybe just constantly horny, and also knew that if they kept talking, that he might ask her to move in with him. Either way, she was sure that if she asked, he would probably would agree now. So what can we do, Tony? She asked coyly. Well, I think you'll just have to stay at my place more often, Tony said right on cue. So does that mean you, you want me to move in with you? Susie replied, knowing she was getting him excited. She leaned towards him and put her hand on his thigh. This time, and she made sure her skirt climbed up a little higher. Tony turned towards her and could see her panties. Now, the car swerved again, but he quickly pulled the wheel back to get the car in line. Susie was smiling at him, waiting for an answer. Tony desperately wanted to pull off the road somewhere, but they, they were coming into Victorville, and there was nowhere to pull off the road. For a second, he thought of maybe getting a hotel in Victorville. Yeah, yes, you can definitely move in with me. I mean, at least at least part-time to start. I would like that, Tony blurted out. He didn't even know what he was saying, but he didn't really care. He was happy as long as he could get to have sex with her again, and soon he knew he didn't have anything to lose anyway. Susie was ecstatic because this meant she could probably go to a university. Oh, Tony, I'm so excited. I promise, I promise I will cook for you every day and you will be really happy with me. I will keep the place clean, and, and you will have everything you want. I promise, I promise. Tony didn't care about any of that, but it made him smile. Really, Susie? You don't, you don't have to do all that. I, I just like being with you. He knew he'd be thrilled to have her in his bed every night. At least part-time, he thought to himself. They drove on without talking for a little bit, they were thinking about living with each other <clears throat> in their own ways. The traffic was getting heavier as they passed through Victorville and over the mountain pass that led down to the outer L.A. County suburbs. Tony had to concentrate on his driving now. Tony broke the silence. Susie, maybe it would be better if you moved in a little at a time, you know. Susie looked at him, trying to discern what was on his mind. She had no idea. 
What, what do you mean? Tony could see she looked sad. She also pulled her skirt down. She had only said that because he wondered if she really did want to live with him. He knew he was a lot older and that he could be moody, but somehow she had put up with all that to this point. Oh, no, I, I just mean that if, if, if you wanted to take your time moving in, your things into my apartment, then, then that would be okay. Well, I do really don't have that many things anyway, Susie replied, still confused. I, I guess what I really mean, and what's on my mind, is just the fact that, well, I haven't had a woman living with me for quite some time. It, it, it might take a while to get used to it, but, but I really like the idea of you living with me. I, I just hope you can put up with me. Susie smiled, leaned over, and kissed Tony on the cheek. She was happy. He had played right into her hands, and this made her feel very good about herself. I promise, I promise that I will take very good care of you. I know you will, Tony replied, wondering if he had made the right decision now. Susie was also wondering if she was making the right decision, but she knew she had little to lose. If I do move in with you, Tony, then you have to promise me one thing. What is that? Tony asked, curious as to what kind of conditions now she was going to make. Susie knew she since shouldn't say what she was going to say, but it had been on her mind constantly, and she knew she had to say something. You have to promise me that you won't sleep with any more prostitutes. She just came out bluntly and said it. She regretted saying it, and when she glanced at Tony's face, she could see his expression was sour. Tony's eyes narrowed, and his grip tightened on the steering wheel. He turned to face her. What makes you think I sleep with prostitutes? Susie knew she had opened a bad can of worms, but she couldn't go back now. Why did you say that? It's, it's nothing, really, Tony. I just... Susie didn't know what to say now, and she could see he was angry. Tony's mind flashed back to the incident with the girl who had hit her head in his kitchen. He hadn't thought at all about the killings over the past few days. It, it is something, and, and I will stop this car. It is something, and I will stop this car right now, and we can sit here until you tell me why you said that, he said to her. He was mad. Susie could think of nothing to say but the truth. Maybe that was the best option she had. Oh, okay, I, I will be honest with you. You know, last weekend, when I was cooking breakfast, I found a business card with a lady's name and a phone number on it. Her name was Cece. Tony's mind started to race. Where in my kitchen did, did you find that card, he asked. It was in your kitchen drawer, Susie replied. Now she felt a bit scared because of the stern look on his face. He was definitely upset. Tony stared at the road, and he tried to take some deep breaths and relax. He needed to think. The card must have flown out of that prostitute's purse when she fell. It was the only way it could have ended up in his kitchen drawer. Sure, he'd been cleaning up and some of the drawers were a little bit open, but the odds of that happening were, were 
astronomical, he thought. What a fluke, he thought to himself. Tony felt strange, like he was, he was a different person. He had spent the whole weekend not thinking at all about the past month, and now his mind was racing a mile a minute. He needed to get that card back from his girlfriend, no matter what. The damn hooker slips and falls in his kitchen. He kept thinking this to himself, and now she's, she's coming back to haunt me and give me problems. His bad luck was returning, he thought, and he didn't like the feeling. He started to formulate a plan in his mind. I'm not sure what you're talking about. I have never heard of anyone named Cece. Yes, yes, I did sleep with one prostitute. But that was over six months ago. Let, Let me see the card, Tony said calmly. He needed that card back. He would toss it out the window and be done with it. It had been a good weekend so far, and he really did not want to think or talk about this anymore. Susie was happy. He had calmed down, and she could see his face looked normal now. So that was good. Maybe he was sincere, she thought to herself. I I don't have it, she replied. What? What do you mean you don't have it? Tony's mind went blank. He could feel the anger welling up inside of him again. "I, I, I just threw it away, Susie said knowing she was lying. She wasn't too concerned because there was no way she would tell him she'd given it to Maria. She didn't even want him to know who Maria was or that she even knew a Maria. She knew Tony would go off the deep end if she told him the truth. Instantly, Tony calmed back down and felt a sense of relief. His hands relaxed on the wheel and he turned and smiled. Oh, that's good. He said in a calm voice, Listen, Susie, I promise I will not sleep with any prostitutes when you are living with me. Really, you you have me all wrong. I am going to be very devoted to you. Susie smiled back at him and felt a sense of relief also. She wanted to trust him, mainly for her own future, but she wanted to trust him. Okay, then I'll, I'll trust you, she said, smiling at him. She felt he was telling the truth, and even if he did sleep with that girl once, so what? It, it couldn't happen again if she kept him satisfied. She knew that. That's just how relationships worked, and she knew. She knew it. They were now within an hour or so of Los Angeles. The sun was starting to set behind the hills in front of them. Tony turned up his music, and they drove on. That same day, at 7.30 a.m., Tim had called Susie's roommate, Miss Wong. He had explained to her that he would be coming around noon to ask some questions. The unmarked police car with two plainly dressed police officers in it had been waiting across the street from Susie's apartment since 8 a.m. Tim had been to Vegas enough times to know that if you left Sunday morning, it usually took a good six hours to make make the drive back. Still... It was a good precaution in case they had left last night. Tim predicted they would arrive in the early or late afternoon. Tim showed up at Susie's apartment just before noon. He went over to the car where the two officers had, and he had a brief discussion with them. He, he called for another car to come and relieve them at 3 p.m. and then went up to the apartment. 
The roommate opened the door and he gave her his credentials. Tony looked around. Tim looked around and asked quickly if anyone was there with her. She looked very scared when she told him she was alone. She was rubbing her hands together in a way that made Tim think she was very concerned. They sat down in the living room of the small apartment. She went into the kitchen and brought out a small ceramic pot of steaming tea and a small plate of cookies. Tim saw the blanket on the chair by the couch and guessed that one of the roommates slept on the couch. It was just a one-bedroom apartment. I'm really sorry to impose, but I need to ask you a few questions, Tim started off the conversation, trying to make trying to make her feel more comfortable. Oh, you're not imposing. I'm really worried about Susie, Ellen replied as she poured tea for them. Well, to follow up on her conversation last night, did you find any more information on her boyfriend, Tim asked. Ellen started to tear up. No, I'm sorry, Detective Sloan, really. I looked through her things and I couldn't find anything. She has a black address book, but I'm guessing she has it with her. How long would you say she has known this guy, Tim asked. He was glancing around the apartment and was amazed at how neat and orderly it was for such a small place. It was fairly obvious that this girl and her roommate were decent people and were not involved in anything. He had been a detective long enough that he could tell what people were like by how they lived. I'm sure it has only been a month or so. She was engaged up until a month ago to someone else. Well, it's sort of hard to explain. She's Korean, and it was more or less an arranged marriage. Susie just didn't like the guy, so she called it off. Anyway, I think it has been about a month or so that she has known Tony. I never liked him from the first time I met him. He just had those eyes that were always flirting with me if I was here. I I felt uncomfortable. Ellen wanted to start asking her own questions, but thought better of it at this point. Are you sure they actually went to Las Vegas and that they are coming back today? Tony asked. Yes. I'm sure they went to Vegas. She talked about it for days because she had never been there. I'm not 100% sure they are coming back today, but but I do know she always works on Monday, and I don't think she would miss work. Detective Sloan, I'm scared for her and, and worried. I don't know why, but I have a bad feeling. Can you tell me what's going on? She had to ask, but it felt awkward. No, I really don't think your roommate is in any major danger. We we just need to question her boyfriend, Tony replied calmly. Well, I don't mean to be smart or anything, but but if you don't even know his last name, how do you know it is him that you need to question, Ellen said. Tim smiled at her and she smiled back. You actually might make a good detective. They both laughed and Ellen felt a lot more comfortable. Tim realized she was an intelligent young woman. Oh yes, now I know. You asked me last night to describe it to you, Ellen said. Tim knew she was trying to be as helpful as she could, but the fact was he didn't know that much himself. 
Of course, that was not something he could let her know. He knew the best way to work with a person like her was to be as honest as possible. Ellen, the truth is that your roommate gave a business card to someone who works in our office that she found in her boyfriend's apartment. The business card is a piece of evidence and we need to question Tony and maybe even search where he lives for more evidence. Evidence for what? What kind of crime did he commit? Ellen asked. Well, we are not even sure he committed any crime yet, but let's just say it's a serious matter and we do need to talk to him, Tim replied. In other words, you don't want to scare me, right? Ellen asked. Yes, something similar to that. Tim smiled back at her and he could tell she was at least comfortable with him now. It was always difficult interviewing people in this type of a situation because fear clouded their minds. The problem was he needed information and it appeared that she had nothing to offer. You don't have to be that worried. I do need to have you do a few things though if you can. I'm going to have an officer come here and wait with you until they get back or at least until 6 p.m. You don't have to stay here if you, if you need to do things, but I need your permission to have an officer wait here. Ellen nodded her head in agreement. I will come back around 4 p.m. And if you can think of the guy's last name or find anything else, please call me immediately. Tim stood up and handed her his business card. She walked with him to the door and thanked him for coming. Once outside, Tim walked around the building. He wanted to make sure that if Tony returned with Susie and just dropped her off without going up to the apartment, that there wouldn't be any other place than in front of the building that he would drop her off. Then he went back to the unmarked police car that was on the other side of the street and asked one of the officers to go up and wait in the apartment. He could see that Ellen was standing near the living room window and watching them. He waved at her, letting her know that one of the officers in the car would be coming up to wait with her. He then went back to his car and called his office to find out if they had enough probable cause to detain Tony when he showed up to drop off Susie. He got the go-ahead to have him arrested, so he called for another unmarked car with two more officers to come and wait in case there was any trouble at all. Now, all he had to do was wait. He leaned back and closed his eyes, thinking he should take a nap. Suddenly, it dawned on him that he had promised to call Maria. He quickly dialed her number. Maria answered after the first ring. Hi, Maria. I'm sorry I didn't call earlier. Tim said, feeling a bit guilty that he'd totally forgotten to call her. What's going on, Tim? I'm so worried. I barely slept all night. Did they come back yet? Marina asked hurriedly. No, they're not back yet. I, I just finished talking with the roommate and I'm outside on the street. The roommate didn't know his last name, so we still have no idea who this guy is. We're going to detain him when he gets here and take him in for questioning. I'm confident everything will go smoothly and I'm sure your friend will be fine. I expect, to, expect them to get back here no later than 5 p.m., maybe a lot sooner, if they left Vegas today. If not, then we will just have to think of something else. 
Maria felt a bit relieved. At least he had called her and told her what was going on. She felt confident in him, so she told herself not to worry. Okay, Tim, well, please call me again when you can and let me know what is going on. Tim went back to waiting and actually fell asleep. At 4.15 p.m., he got out of his car and headed back up to the apartment as he had promised Ellen. He knew they should arrive any time now. She was studying at the kitchen table and he relieved the officer he had sent up. The officer left and went back to the unmarked car while Tim sat on the couch and waited. Tony and Susie were almost out of gas. Once they had made it to the greater L.A. basin, he thought he would go as far as he could without getting gas, but now he knew he had to stop. They pulled off the freeway. Susie knew exactly where they were because she had stopped at the exact same gas station when she had gone to see Maria. Maria lived just just around the corner. Susie used the bathroom in the gas station while Tony was getting gas, and then Susie decided to call Maria quickly just to tell her she was back in L.A. It had been a bummer she had left her cell phone at home. Otherwise, she would have called Maria before and told her about the trip, as well as the news about her moving in with Tony. It was the Korean part of her, the coincidence of being in the same gas station, sort of, that made her want to call Maria also. It was good luck, she thought, and she knew she had good luck now, because Tony had asked her to move in. So she used the payphone and dialed Maria's number. Tony watched her as he was pumping the gas and wondered whom the hell she was calling now. Hello, Tim, Maria answered her phone. Hi, Maria. No, it's me. It's Susie. Susie said, sounding tired but cheerful. Maria couldn't help herself. She blurted out, Oh, my God, Susie, thank God you're safe. Susie didn't know what was going on and why she said that, and the tone of Maria's voice scared her. Maybe there had been some disaster in Las Vegas after they left or something. Of course I'm safe. Actually, guess what? I'm at a gas station just a few blocks from your house. We had to stop here because, because we almost ran out of gas. What? Maria gasped. We are getting gas. We had a really great time in Vegas. Now that she was secure about moving in with Tony, she felt she really had a great time. Tony is putting gas in the car right now, and since, and since I'm so close, I decide to call you. He asked me to move in with him, Maria. Isn't that great? There was a silence on the other end for Maria, and Susie was feeling a bit weird. Maybe she had called her at a bad time, she thought to herself. Maria's jaw dropped again on the other end of the line, and she didn't know what to say. Here was her friend, just a few blocks away, and the stupid girl had no clue that she was with a potential murderer. She wanted to warn her, but but at the same time, she knew if she did, then she would, she probably would totally freak out. Susie, so you're telling me you had a good time in Vegas? Maria had, buy, had to buy some time to think what to say and what to do. Yes, we had a really good time. I will call you when we get to his place. Oh, he's waving at me now to hurry up, so I have to go, Susie replied. She saw that Tony was motioning for her to get off the phone and get back to the car. Maria panicked. 
for a second, didn't know what to do. Wait, 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 Susie, don't, don't go back to his place now. Maria knew that Tim was waiting at Susie's apartment and she needed to make sure that Susie was getting dropped off there. If Susie went to her boyfriend's place, that would be a disaster because nobody knew where the boyfriend's place was. I, I, I don't understand. Why, Maria? What's going on? Suddenly, Susie felt the fear from Maria and she shivered. Tony was getting out of the car and looked like he was coming over to the phone booth. Maria didn't know what to say, but she definitely couldn't let her go back to Tony's apartment. Her friend might end up the next murder victim. Listen, Susie, you are so close to my place. Have him drop you off here and I can tell you what's going on. It's about that card you gave me. Maria thought she could just call Tim and then he would come over and talk with Susie and get all the information he needed. Plus, Susie would be safe. Tim could then go and arrest Tony at his apartment and Susie would be safe until it was over. Immediately, Susie was scared. Maybe it was something more than the fact that he had slept with the prostitute, she thought. Why in the world would this happen now? Just after she decided she really liked the guy and wanted to move in with him. Tony was almost at the phone booth and she couldn't start asking Maria questions now. Okay, okay, I'll have him drop me off at your apartment. She then hurriedly hung up the phone just as Tony got there. Jesus, who the hell were you talking to? Couldn't you wait until we got home? Tony said sternly. He grabbed her by the hand and took her back toward the car. Susie saw his anger and jealousy again. It was an evil just like she had seen in Las Vegas. She didn't like that side of him. How could he be so loving and sweet and then instantly change into someone else, she thought to herself as she got into the car. Well, who were you talking to, Tony asked again, more calmly now as he started the engine. Oh, oh I, I was talking to my friend Maria, and you shouldn't be so angry. She's just a friend, Susie said. She was trying to stay calm, even though she was completely confused as to what was going on. She just lives a few blocks away, Tony. Oh, you mean Maria. Maria's the one you spent Thanksgiving with, right? Tony said as he pulled the car out of the gas station and back onto the road. Yes, that's right, Tony. Could you drop me off at her house, please, now? She said she needs to talk to me about something, and, and anyway, I need to pick up a few things that I, I left at her place. Susie said hurriedly, seeing that they were heading away from Maria's place and back towards the freeway. Tony looked at her and tried to see what she had in mind because he'd been hoping to take her back to his place and at least have a nice session in bed with her before he took her back to her apartment. Besides, he had told her that she could move in with him and he wanted to talk to her more about that. Well, well, sure, we can go by there and, and then you can just pick up your things. I can wait in the car. Susie was nervous, but didn't want Tony to know it. Really, it, it's going to take some time. You know, you know how girls can talk. I can give her, I can have her give me a ride home and I'll call you when I get back to my place, Susie said, wondering how he would react. Tony didn't like not getting his way, but saw no point in pushing it with her. He was tired from the long drive anyway. 
Okay, I, I guess that's fine. Where does she live? Susie told him, and they turned around, and Tony let out a distracting moan when he did the U-turn. Maria's apartment complex was in the same neighborhood where he had shot that low-life drug dealer. What the heck was he doing back in this area, he thought to himself. Always something to please a woman, he thought. After Maria had hung up the phone with Susie, she immediately called Tim. He was waiting in Susie's apartment with the roommate expecting Tony and Susie to show up at any time. Tim, it's Maria. Susie just called me, and she's coming over to my place. They are just getting in from Vegas, and he's going to drop her off here, Maria said hurriedly. Meanwhile, she looked out the window of her kitchen so she would be able to see when they arrived. What? Why, Maria? What are you talking about? Has she called you? Then you should have had him drop her off at her apartment. We are here waiting for them, Tony said, annoyed. I know. I'm sorry, Tim. It, it, it just happened that way. There was nothing I could do. She was in the gas station just a few blocks from here, and she called me. Her phone is back at her apartment. She forgot to take it to Vegas. I think she was planning to go back to his place. On the spur of the moment, I just told her to come here. I, I didn't want to scare her, and, and, and I couldn't talk to her over the phone, Maria said. Okay, I'm on my way now, Maria. Make sure the guy just drops her off and leaves. I'll be there in about 20 minutes. Whatever you do, don't let the guy inside. But try to get the make of his car if you can. We will get the information on him from Susie, and then I will call the office and get a search warrant for his place. We will arrest him. We'll arrest him there if we need to, but hold on a second. Tim stood up and quickly told Ellen that he had to leave and that Susie was safe. He headed out the door. Okay, Maria, I'm on my way now. Good. She will be here any minute, I'm sure. Wait, yes. Here they are. They're pulling up now. It's 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 an old Mustang, sort of yellow with, with a lot of patches or, or gray. He, he's he's kissing her goodbye. She's getting out. Oh okay, he's he's pulling away now. Okay, great, Tim said. Have her sit down and don't tell her too much. Wait until I get there. I will call you back in five minutes. Tim said. He turned on his siren and sped down the road with two officers in the unmarked car following him. Maria continued to watch as the old Mustang headed down the road, and Susie walked up the stairs to Maria's second-floor apartment. Susie knocked on the door, and Maria moved away from her kitchen window to answer the door. Maria quickly opened the door and pulled Susie into her arms, instinctively giving her a long hug, squeezing her, what is going on? asked Susie as she pulled away from the hug. God, I'm just so glad you're here, Maria said, smiling. The two boys peeked out of their room and saw it was Susie. They waved and then went back to their games, closing the door behind them. Maria went to the couch and fell back into it with relief. She motioned for Susie to sit down. Maria knew it was over now and her friend was safe. Tim would be here in a few minutes, and she felt completely relieved. Susie sat down next to Maria and looked at her directly in the eyes. Maria, are you going to tell me what is going on now? Susie said forcefully. Maria smiled and admired her friend's youthful face.
She recalled the night they spent with each other, and a smile crept onto her face. She wanted to kiss this girl again. It was a selfish thought at a bad time, and she knew it. Susie just felt annoyed. But when she saw Maria smile, she smiled back in a quizzical way, and she too felt the feelings of the night they had spent together. In a way, she felt embarrassed. She asked again, but this time in a softer and calmer tone of voice, Maria, what is going on? As Tony was turning the corner to leave Maria's place, he noticed that Susie had left her purse on the seat next to him. He turned around to take it back to her. Okay, Susie, I will tell you what is going on, Marina finally said. Let's go in the kitchen where the boys won't hear us. Maria was trying to actually buy time until Tim arrived. She didn't need Susie freaking out in front of her boys. They had been through enough, she thought. They headed into the kitchen and Maria pulled the blinds shut before sitting down at the table with her friend. She decided she would make some coffee for them. So she tried to do it, everything a little bit slower than normal. You have me totally scared, Maria. Susie sat down at the kitchen table. It is about that card I gave you, right? You already said that on the phone, you know. I, I just want to know the details, okay? Tony had already parked his car. And now he'd gone up the stairs and passed in front of the kitchen window just at that instant and heard Susie ask the question. He froze and stood there trying to hear more. What the hell is going on, he thought to himself. Susie had lied to him. She never destroyed that business card. She had given it to her friend. His ears perked up, and he leaned in closer, and he continued to listen from outside the window. Yes, Susie, it's about the card, Maria said slowly. Do you want something to drink? I'm making coffee. Again, she was trying to waste time, hoping Tim would hurry up. No, I don't want anything to drink. I want to know what is going on. What about the card? Susie was getting a little bit nervous and impatient. There was definitely something wrong, and she needed to know what it was. She was planning to move in with Tony, and so what if he did sleep with a prostitute? He wouldn't do it again if he was with her, and she knew that. She was tired from the long weekend, and now her friend was trying to Avoid telling her what this big super problem was. Maria had to say something or Susie was just going to become more agitated. Maria took a deep breath and decided she would say as little as possible. Susie, I called the number on the card that you gave me. And the lady's real name was Cecilia Jorgensen. What do you mean her name was Cecilia Jorgensen? Did she change her name? Really, I don't understand. What is going on here? Susia said, feeling confused and angry. Tony overheard the conversation, and he had actually heard enough. He went to the front door and knocked loudly. He was pissed off, and his anger was getting stronger by the second. The woman he thought he loved had lied to him, and now he wasn't sure what was going to happen. Maria heard the knock on the door and thought for sure it was Tim. She got up from the kitchen table, 
hurried to the living room to open the door. When she reached the door, it dawned on her that there was no way Tim would have driven here this fast. There was a second knock, and this one was louder than the first. So Maria said, who is there? From behind the door. It's Tony. I have Susie's purse. She left it in the car. At the sound of Tony's voice, Susie got up from the chair in the kitchen and went to the front door where Maria had taken a step back in fright. Maria was frozen like a statue. She shuddered and felt cold. She did not want this man in her apartment. Just a second, please, Maria said as Susie came up to her. Maria grabbed Susie by the hand and pulled her close and hurriedly whispered in her ear, Trust me, please do not let him in the apartment. Just open the door and take your purse. Tell him anything, but don't let him in. Okay, okay, I will do that, but but you have to tell me everything after he leaves, Susie whispered back to her. Maria nodded, her head in agreement. Maria ran into her bedroom and dialed Tim on her cell phone. Susie was getting very nervous and was also starting to get seriously pissed off at Maria. Maria was just acting weird, and she did not like being treated like she was some little kid. Susie opened the door and stood directly in front of Tony with a fake smile on her face. God, what an airhead I am. Thanks for bringing it back to me. She reached out to take her purse from Tony's hand, but Tony pulled the purse back so she couldn't get it. Then he forcefully grabbed her arm and twisted it. He forced her back into the apartment and closed the door behind him. Tim answered the phone on the first ring. He knew it was Maria. Is she there yet, he asked. Yes, she's here, but but she left her purse in his car, and now he's at my door. Well, don't keep him there. Get the purse and send him on his way, Tim replied. Yes, that that is what I told Susie to do. I'm in my bedroom. I'm sure he's gone by now, Maria said. Just as her words left her mouth, She heard the voices in the living room. She went over to her door and cracked it open. She saw Tony was inside and was pulling Susie over to the couch. He looked directly at her and she was peering at him from the bedroom. Maria ducked back in her bedroom and closed the door. Shit, Tim, he's inside. Please get here as soon as you can. Maria That is your name, right? Get your ass off that phone right now and get over here with your friend, Tony yelled. Maria didn't know what to do. She wanted to lock herself in the bedroom, but her two boys were in the other bedroom and her friend was in danger. She dropped her phone on the ground and walked into the living room. Very slowly, Tony motioned for her to sit on the couch next to Susie. Maria glanced at the boys' room and could see one of them was peeking out to see what the commotion was. Luckily, Tony hadn't noticed them yet. The two women sat on the couch holding hands. Tony sat across from them and, and glared at them. He needed to find out what was going on and what exactly had happened to that card. Tony, what are you doing? Why are you acting like this? pleaded Susie. Listen, everything is going to be fine. I just need to know why you lied to me. You said you threw that card away, but you didn't throw it away. You gave it to your friend Maria here. Isn't that right, Maria? Tony glared at Maria. All Maria could think was, 
when Tim would get here. When would he get here? She knew the two boys were in their room and were probably scared to death, but at least at least they were being quiet. She had to do something to get herself out of this situation and protect her children. She looked at Tony defiantly. Yes, she gave me the card. So what? What is your problem, buddy? Tony glared back at her, gave her a sick grin, and then, and then he looked at her legs. Maria realized instantly that she had taken the wrong approach with him, and she really started to feel scared. I called the number on the card, Maria said. So, so what did you find out, Maria, Tony asked. Maria knew she had to play stupid and just buy time until Tim arrived. But at the same time, she was getting the feeling this guy really did kill the prostitute. And she had a feeling that that was only part of it. Who knew what else he had done? I just called her roommate, answered, Maria said. She gave me her real name. That's, that's all. So what? Tony took a deep breath. He felt relieved. But he still wanted that card back. So, so where is the card now? I threw it away the other day, Maria replied. See, Tony, I told you it was thrown away, Susie said. Susie was feeling hurt from being forced to sit on the couch. This whole incident reminded her of how he had treated her in bed that first night in Vegas. She felt disgusted with him, and she felt disgusted with herself for letting herself get into this type of a situation. It was all because she wanted to be taken care of, and she wanted to go to school, to a university. She realized right at that instant her desires had blinded her from the reality around her. Tony shook his head. I just don't understand why you had to lie to me in the car and tell me it was you who threw away the card. You never told me you gave it to your friend. Well, I just didn't want you to know that Maria was involved. That's all, Susie said. Look, I told you, I only saw that girl once, and that was a long time ago, Tony said directly to Susie. Maria was happy. The conversation had calmed down, and they were just, they were just eating up time. Tim would arrive soon. Maybe she could even get Tony to leave now. Maria wanted to go to the boys' room and check on them, but at the same time, she didn't want Tony to know they were in the house because so far the boys had remained very, very quiet. Maria stood up. I need to go to the bathroom. At the same instant, there was a loud knock on the door. L.A. police, Tim said loudly. Open this door immediately. Tony jumped up and acted instinctively. He knew it was over for him. He looked at Susie, and she blankly stared back at him with an open mouth. He really did love her. But it was over. Everything was over. Maria jumped up to run to the door, but Tony got up at the same time and motioned with his hand for her to sit down. Tony knew she had given the card to the police for whatever reason, and he also knew they wanted to question him. He wasn't stupid. He reached inside his jacket, pulled out his thirty-eight revolver, and held it in front of him. Susie yelled out, Tony, what are you doing? Again, Tim knocked loudly on the door. He had two officers with him. They all had their guns pulled and were ready to force in the door. Another squad car 
had just pulled up and more were on the way to be continued.